What's up, educators? It's Trey Gammons back with another episode of the Dash Podcast. We're all the way up to episode 206, and I wanted to go back to a, a solo dolo episode. It's been a while since I've done these. Always enjoy the interviews, but sometimes there's an article or there's uh, something special that I've seen that, that I just want to go ahead and do an episode myself. So welcome to episode 206 of the Dash Podcast, where every month we come to provide you with educators who are solving problems for school communities. And this week is no different. We've got the Dash Podcast, episode 206, busting five myths about SEL. Shout out to uh, understood.org and Amanda Morin. Understood.org and Amanda Morin for writing this article. I saw it in Ed Week, and I'm always saving articles in Ed Week that um, I think would become great podcast episodes. So we're going to roll through, and um, I got some some great, great gems for you uh, from this article. We're going to be busting the myths about SEL so that we can have a greater impact in our own school communities. Myth number one, SEL only teaches kids about feelings. I know uh, listeners of the Dash podcast and followers of SEL educators know that this one is a bold-faced lie right here because SEL teaches kids so much more than just about uh, your emotions. So, of course, we've got the castle wheel, right? Self-management, self-awareness, social awareness, responsible relationship skills, excuse me, responsible decision-making now, these are skills that come along with SEL, and those aren't just emotional skills. These are professional skills. I'm not going to take the time to go through all five of the CASEL five right now because um, I'll make this presentation available in the description on YouTube once we're done. But it's a lot more than just emotions and feelings. You start with understanding yourself, you start with understanding your own emotions, but then you evolve with SEL into learning uh, different things. The competence, it's one thing to have the skill or to learn about self-awareness and self-management, but how does social emotional learning impact the school community? And now we're already on myth two, we should be on myth one. SEL only teaches kids about feelings. The how SEC impacts the school community. This framework right here, the pro-social classroom model is what I've been using to facilitate my adult SEL training. Um, this is a wonderful, uh, wonderful article. And this framework really tells you a lot about social emotional competence, okay? Social emotional learning is the practice of building the skill, but competency is the skill level that you're currently at. That's that's my level. How competent am I to deliver these skills? And when you look at this framework, school, community, and context factors, there's arrows all over the place. But uh, what I want to highlight is how teachers, social, emotional competence, and well-being, meaning if you have these SEL skills, if you have strong competence, if you spend time not working on student SEL, but working on adult SEL, that competence that you have is gonna turn into healthy teacher-student relationships, 
effective classroom management, effective SEL implementation, which ultimately leads to a healthy classroom and students' social, emotional, and academic outcomes being improved. So when we work on social skills, the academics improve too, because now I understand how to regulate those feelings. Now I understand how uh, someone else in class is distracting me from doing my work. Now I recognize that I can talk to my teacher to get support because we have healthy relationships. The way I like to define it, there's three levels of SEO implementation and, and shout out to uh, the Teach Better team. You can read my article, the three levels of SEO implementation, which is another one that I'll link uh, in the description by the time that we're done, by the time we post this episode, I better write these down so I don't forget to. But the three levels of SEO implementation, uh, level one is developing SEL competence for your teachers. Okay, how can we truly support students if we're not impacting teachers? Right, I said that backwards. How can we impact students if we're not supporting teachers? I know I follow Castle's framework for SEL implementation, but I think it has adult SEL in the wrong place. Adult SEL is step three in Castle's school-wide guide to SEL implementation. I think that's too late. Adult SEL has to be the first part because that's where we get buy-in. That's where we uh, have the skills that can facilitate social emotional learning to um, our students in the classroom. So level one is educator SEC. Level two is integrating SEL with your professional learning communities. Mm -hmm. Either once a month or once a week, having a segment of your PLC meetings that's dedicated to well-being, that's dedicated to skill building, that's dedicated to an activity that's, that's centered around social emotional learning and social emotional competence. Myth number two, SEL skills aren't as necessary as hard skills. Now this is just, this is just unfortunate, quite frankly, because the, the social skills that we have, the social emotional skills that we have are just as important as academic skills, number one. And number two, what are hard skills in, in today's age? We're gonna see some um, information from the World Economic Forum uh, pretty soon, but when you think about SEL skills, they're actually life skills, okay? Your ability to um, understand relationships, to read body language, verbal and nonverbal cues, your ability to uh, have a conversation and to connect with someone, to connect and find a place of, to, of connection through conversation. SEL skills are professional skills. SEL skills are communication skills. SEL skills are relationship skills. And 80% of your success in life is dependent on your emotional intelligence, which is a synonym for social emotional learning. So these skills aren't just, um, it's not patty cake, it's not soft skills. That's not, that's not the, the MO of, um, of SEL. And even if it is, even if you wanna stick with the word soft skill, that's fine. 
but it shouldn't be on a different pedestal as hard skills, if that makes sense. The soft skills are the skills that, that account for your success in your personal and professional relationships. Try to be successful without these skills, right? In fact, here's, here's what I was uh, telling you about. SEL skills are world skills. So the World Economic Forum, you see their logo here, they put out a list of the top 10 skills for workforce readiness. Back in 2015, they talked about skills for 2020. And six of the top 10 skills identified by the World Economic Forum involve social emotional competence. This resource here is from Castle. And research shows that SEL skills and attitudes also contribute to other skills such as critical thinking. Good to know. So we had in 2015, looking at skills you needed for 2020, okay? People management, that would be relationship skills. Coordinating with others, relationship skills. Emotional intelligence, self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, social management. Judgment and decision-making, responsible decision-making. Service orientation, negotiation. Those were the six skills in 2015 that were directly tied to SEL. You could make an argument for a couple more. There's another um, article that makes an argument that eight of the top 10 skills are rooted in SEL. And moving forward, this is a, a, a new document, the top 10 skills for 2025 created in 2020. These top 10 skills, uh, the blue are problem solving, analytical thinking, complex problem solving, critical thinking and analysis, creativity, originality, reasoning, problem solving, and ideation. So you can, you can put, um, I mean, creativity, originality, that's emotional intelligence. Um, I'm not going to stretch too far, so I'm just going to do something that I think can directly be correlated. Creativity and originality, reasoning and problem solving, that'd be responsible decision making. Self-management, these two green, uh, green bubbles, resilience, stress, tolerance and flexibility, active learning and learning strategies, working with people, leadership and social influence. So that's already one, two, three, four, that's five of the skills of 2025 that are also SEL related. Technology and development, let's see. Okay, just two there. So the argument is the fourth industrial revolution is gonna be emotional intelligence. And again, emotional intelligence is a synonym for social emotional learning. The, the competencies and the skills that we're building when we're practicing emotional intelligence is literally the same thing as the skills, as the Castle Five. So we're, we're building the skills that we need to develop the workforce for success in 2025. Myth number three, learn, kids learn SEL automatically. No, they don't. We do not learn SEL automatically. We practice it automatically. <clears throat> we practice SEL every day. The biggest difference is intention. Are you intentional about your SEL practices? That's what makes the largest difference when we think about SEL skills and learning those. 
I'm gonna go back for a second. You can listen to um, our SEL for PLC. We talk about four ways you use SEL every day, and that's through giving feedback. That's through uh, connecting with your peers. There's ways to give. There, you practice SEL every time that you check in with somebody. So there's several ways that we use SEL every day that aren't necessarily explicit instructions. Um, <clears throat> in this section for Myth 3, I actually just want to use some data. I've got a, some data from Castle and some other resources that I pulled that just look at um, how we value SEL, okay? How we value SEL. Because they say that kids learn it automatically, but when we look, even if it is something that's automatic, which is more important regarding your child? My child being happy and not overly stressed by school or my child doing well academically in school? You can see all parents, whites, blacks, Hispanics, Spanish dominant and English dominant all prefer their child to be happy and not stressed than they do to be um, doing well academically. So even if we do think that SEL skills are developed automatically. Our parents, our teachers, our administrators, everybody in the school believe that we need more SEL. In fact, teachers say that there's many skills that they cannot do in their classroom without students having specific SEL skills. So SEL is more important than academics or just as important as academics. I won't, I won't uh, be too blasphemous here, but SEL is just as important as academic learning. Here's some uh, data. Again, students and recent graduates find SEL appealing. They said that going to a high school that emphasizes the development of SEL skills is broadly appealing to both current and recent graduates from various demographics and backgrounds. So 76% of current students 75% of recent students. These students also said that they were not as equipped as they needed to be upon graduation to deal with the stresses of life, the pressure of life, and the emotional competence that you need in life. So our, our students are recognizing this too, that these skills, even if they're soft skills or whatever you wanna call them, they are necessary for success in life. 75% in the numbers for uh, teachers, administrators, and parents who want more SEL is even higher than this. Now here's something good here, a, um, an article that, let's see, not an article, but a, a study of UC Berkeley PhDs over 40 years found that emotional intelligence, again, a synonym for social emotional learning, is four times more powerful than regular intelligence in predicting who is successful in their field. Emotional intelligence was four times more powerful than IQ in predicting who achieved success in their field. So all these standardized tests that we're taking, all the academic rigor that we're putting into class is not as great of an indicator of success as your social emotional competence and your emotional intelligence. And uh, I think adults or educators, as we move through the world, we, we feel like some of our younger generation, some of our students are not, um, not as committed to the people skills 
that they need. We, we're starting to see students that are staying home, playing video games, <clears throat> really live a virtual life. And so some of these emotional intelligence scores among young people are falling. The emotional intelligence is on the decrease. Regular intelligence is on the increase by 25 points, but it's leading to greater deficits. It's leading to people that are entering the workforce and going out in the world who are not prepared to handle the stresses of life. That's exactly what happened in the pandemic. We got all these smart people doing all these smart things, but when, when the world hit the fan, everybody was stressed. Nobody had the skills. I'm not gonna say nobody, I'm exaggerating. A lot of people didn't have the skills that they needed to maintain their sanity, to maintain uh, the structure of their life, to maintain the rigor in their classroom, to maintain the balance that they need to, to teach kids and to love kids um, and to do what they needed to do for kids. That was lost in a lot of areas. In a worldwide study of companies, of what companies were looking for in hiring new employees, 67% of the most desired attributes were emotional intelligence competency. I'm not making this stuff up. This isn't me. 67%. I've seen other studies that say as much as 80% of your success in personal and professional relationships is dependent upon your emotional competence, your social emotional competence. 33% of attributes were other competencies. <clears throat> Here's another graphic. I think that's a cool one. Again, these skills aren't learned automatically. So if, if we're gonna take the time and say that we don't need to build these skills, well, well, here's what you can expect with students or adults that don't have some of these skills. Few long-term relationships excuse me, doesn't understand what others are thinking and feeling unless directly told, focuses on competition and winning, gets angry and hostile and conflict, subject to emotional outbursts and moodiness, blames others for problems and difficult situations, as opposed to actually building the skills and taking the time to not be ignorant and take the time to actually learn the skills that are important for life not just succeeding and getting A's, but skills that we need to be successful in life. That and these people with high EQ learn to adapt to audiences and situations, assume responsibility and fix problems creatively, take control of their performance and productivity, their self-discipline, emphasize abundance thinking and teamwork, um, effective at reading both verbal and nonverbal cues for empathy. So, I mean, these are, when I read these skills, I get excited because I know how important they are. When I read these skills, I feel confident because I know that these skills make a difference. And I've seen in real time when people don't have the skills, how it looks and what it looks like with low EQ. And there's just a lot less tension and a lot less stress when you are surrounded by competent people. Myth number four, there's only one way to teach SEL. Now, you know good and well, this is a straight up lie right here. First of all, there's over 120 different frameworks for SEL. 
And uh, you can look at all of those at uh, exploreharvard.edu, exploreharvard.scl. One of those websites, it'll actually let you compare all of the SEL frameworks across the world. And there's over 120 of them. So that alone busts the myth that SE, there's only one way to teach SEL. But I wanted to share and highlight some of my partners, some of my friends, some people that I've had on the podcast as well, um, because this is some good stuff right here, okay? So we've got education power from the young black educators who deliver culturally responsive SEL. You can follow them on Instagram at education power. They have culturally responsive playlists. They have culturally responsive downloads. They have culturally responsive uh, workshops, culturally responsive consultants that can come in and help you out. I know they're working on the curriculum. <clears throat> Phenomenal work that Education Power is doing. They got a, <clears throat> excuse me. They have a great team. Uh, they do great work all across the country. We also have restorative SEL from We Restore More. You might remember uh, Miss Claudine Miles, who joined us on the Dash podcast, and Restore More. They provide restorative SEL. They provide anti-bias, anti-racist training, teacher training, parent training. They actually just did a panel discussion at the White House. Very special work that they're doing. So culturally responsive SEL, restorative SEL. And then we also have SEL through hip hop. I forgot to change the name here. This should be uh, my guy, David Spellmeyer at Positive Archer CLT. Just like music, um, social emotional learning inspired by hip hop. My guy David breaks down different lyrics from, from Jay-Z, from, uh, from Meek Mill, from Nas, from all kinds of people and takes those lyrics and aligns them with social emotional skills so that students are much more engaged with SEL. We, SEL has to be culturally competent and relevant. And who doesn't like music? Three more people that are um, that I really respect and, and have had on the podcast or show, but asset-based SEL, Lessons for SEL on YouTube, seltv.com uh, for consistent SEL videos that can be accessed for kids, for adults, for fitness, everything in between, it's everything SEL. Lessons for SEL is lovely. They bring a lesson every week on YouTube. Um, for students, and again, SEL TV is the Netflix for SEL, and they've got uh, Buku content for you to review there. Breath-based or exercise-based, yoga-based SEL, EduCalm um, with Katie Lefko. They're out in Canada doing some great learning SEL for uh, students, SEL for students up in Canada with some yoga and breathing involved. How about adventure-based SEL? with High Five Adventure. Um, they have obstacle courses, ropes courses, Ubuntu games, team building. They do SEL through um, experience-based and adventure-based learning. So that, that's just, that's six ways that you can practice SEL. And those aren't all of them. Those are just six guests that have been on the DASH podcast. And I could probably pull six to 10 more people in different ways that they practice SEL. We've got the little justice leaders. They do social justice and deliver uh, boxes every month to students. We've got folks out in um, 
in India that are doing SEO work. I've got a, a guy in Hawaii, uh, Robert. He's doing SEO in robotics. So there's a lot of ways that we can implement SEO in our schools to meet the needs of your students. All right, myth five, SEL is only for the kids with behavior issues. I think through the whole episode, we busted this myth. SEL is for everybody. And instead of putting the castle wheel, I just put on the, the social or the emotional intelligence wheel because I wanted to explain that emotional intelligence like social emotional learning first starts with understanding yourself. The, this is an endless cycle, SEL skills, Emotional intelligence skills is an endless cycle. It's an endless loop that starts with understanding yourself. Self-recognition is the same thing as self-awareness and self-management. So when we gain the skills of self-awareness, when you can identify your emotions, you can uh, think with positive psychology. When you have self-management skills <clears throat> and you can be disciplined, you can be organized, you can operate with a positive psychology, you get a greater understanding for yourself and all of a sudden you're able to empathize with people outside yourself. There's a, uh, an African proverb that says that there is no enemy within, the enemy outside can do you no harm. So having that self-understanding is what is going to help you connect with people outside of yourself. SEL is for everybody. You know what I mean? SEL is for everybody and there's, there's no way around that. There's there's no beating around the bush. There's no way that we can slice it. It's, SEL isn't racist. SEL isn't um, something that could be banned, that y'all should be banning because it's critical race theory and all that other uh, silly stuff that folks are talking about. SEL is, is just skills that are for everybody and we need them to be successful. At the end of the day, SEL is to education as the alphabet is to reading. You can't have one without the other. So these are the five myths that I wanted to bust about SEL. And shout out again to understood.org and Amanda Morin for putting this article together. I just wanted to put my own flavor, my own twist on it. So if you like this episode, share it with somebody who needs to hear it. We'll be chopping it up and posting it all over social media so that you can get the clips and the sound bites that you need. You know, we're always trying to improve our process on the Dash Podcast. If you've got feedback for us, Leave a comment, subscribe to our channel on YouTube, follow us on Instagram, visit seleducators.com. Type that in here for you, seleducators.com. Um, so you can see what we've got going on. We provide uh, SEL implementation support, school-wide systematic SEL implementation. We will walk you through those steps of implementation. We also provide adult SEL skill building. We've got a training coming up in about a week where we're going to take an emotional intelligence assessment and a communication style assessment with um, an entire district or a department at one of the largest districts in the nation. And um, with that, we'll be breaking down how we can use these assessments in classrooms to support student behavior and support teacher well-being. Once again, if you like this episode, share it with your friends. Uh, every month, we're here to provide you solutions that solve problems in school communities. We'll see you next time. This is The Dash.